the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit RobBlack.com. RobBlack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. I'm Rob Black. I'm talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Strategy is something you should always try to think about when it comes time to putting together investing. What's your strategy going to be? What's your goal? Um, the strategy part is, I think, kind of fun. I know it's probably not fun, like, you know, watching a football game. That was a snooze fest last night, huh? Um, but I think strategy is, is super important to have. One of the things you need for strategy is to educate yourself as much as possible. And I think that's kind of important. You can start with the Wall Street Journal. I think that's a lovely source of information. Barron's, B-A-R-R-O-N-S, is when you're done on a superficial level of looking at the stories of the day, you try to find the story behind the story. I think Barron's does a really nice job of that. No one ever got hurt reading the New York Times. You may not like it for political reasons. I love their business section. Although in 20 plus years of doing this, I've seen a decline in quality of writer for sure. The Financial Times out of London is what I think Investor's Business Daily should be, but it's not. I don't like the Investor's Business Daily. I don't know any one professional financial person who reads it. None. That should tell you, I think, something. So you start with your education. And like there's a big headline today. Walkout has first hit all three companies at once. The strike get three plants is meant to press General Motors, Ford, and Stellantis on pay benefits and the work week and could force wider halts in production. That's just the, the the reading part, right? Then you have to try to figure out what your strategy is going to be when you read that story. Now, for the record, I do not own any automobile company other than through like an S&P 500 fund kind of thing. I have no interest. Um, Tesla would be the company I owned if I were to own a pure play. But that headline makes it feel like this is bad. They're not going to be able to make cars. Rob told us a couple of days ago that they've got 70 days of inventory and the car prices are going to start going up. True, 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 true. Do you know the most profitable period of time for the automakers was when they weren't able to make cars during the pandemic? 
do you think that them not being able to make cars is going to help or hurt them? Right now, it's going to help in short-term profitability. The union is asking for something that I think is ridiculous. Pensions. Basically, they stopped pensions in a big last round of negotiations, and now they want them back. So you work for a company for 25, 30 years, and then you get to retire, and they pay you for 25, 30 years while you wait to die. That's one of the reasons GM went bankrupt. That's one of the reasons I would say only to buy Tesla, because they don't have uh, pensions. Company is much more profitable. Now, again, then we get into the social argument of what to be profitable or to take care of their employees. That's when we start kind of digressing, right? It's just a mathematical formula. Labor is the highest cost of labor business. I think the original push was for 44% raises over the next five years, four years. And Ford, GM, Stellantis, which is basically formerly, um, why am I dropping this? Chrysler and a lot of other car companies kind of puzzled together as they've all consolidated through the years. GM went bankrupt having people live longer than they expected to. I don't think there's any way the big three go for that. I think it was a false bargaining chip by the union because everyone who's been hired since the last round of contracts, 401k, and I think most of the union would be happy if they get a 40% pay raise. They'll say, we don't need the pension. We can fund our own 401k. 40% is too aggressive, too, as far as number goes. So the uh, big three are offering 20%. The union saying 40%. Now the number's around 34%, so I hear. Doesn't seem too off the table when you compare to what Pilots Association just got at a couple of the airlines. So you really have to kind of go through the headline news, use a little bit of history, and then I have no problem with you pulling up research and going to Fidelity, Vanguard, Schwab, whatever big brokerage firm you have. And on their site, search for research on GM, for instance. Biden administration reportedly eyeing support for auto suppliers as union strikes loom. This has been a big year for unions, and Drew Barrymore and Bill Maher are catching a lot of flack from unions because they're bringing their shows back without writers. But the show also employs more than just writers. There's directors. There's craft services. There's, you know, you can, you can think of it through, right? Producers. There's people whose families count on their incomes. And, you know, you hear the union really go after Bill Maher and Drew Barrymore. And I get it. I, it's, it's, I get the anger. But also I get that there's a lot of people. And that's what I was says they're going to support the auto suppliers. 
or now the automakers and the UAW seem pretty far apart on a contract. General Motors has confirmed a new offer for the U.S. <clears throat> auto workers representing employees in a letter to manufacturing team. If the contract, if the deal drags on too much, you're going to see GM, Ford, Stellantis all start saying, you know, we're going to start manufacturing vehicles in Canada and Mexico because European manufacturers and Asian manufacturers don't have the labor costs the U.S. do. GM is using press releases right now. They're, they're saying we're trying to build a company that can sustain itself for decades to come. They're offering 20% wage increase over the life of the agreement with a double-digit 10% increase in year one. Temporary team member wages increase to $20 an hour. Faster path to max wages. In progression steps cut in half to four. Healthcare, no change to your premiums for world-class healthcare, plus 25% increase to the retirement healthcare plan. Retirement healthcare plan is very generous. I don't get that with my company. I wish I did. There's a work-life balance. There's two weeks of paid parental leave, up to five weeks of vacation, inflation protection, cost of living protection. Is it the right offer? I don't know. But I can tell you, ramifications and ripple effects are what make this job so interesting. Where do the jobs go? I'm Rob Black. Don't want to work forever? Check out the retirement planning guide on robblack.com. That's robblack.com, powered by EP Wealth. I like taking notes. Something about writing it down makes it true. Is something I've stuck with my whole life. I've told the story many times. I'll make it quick. When I was probably 10 years old, I was playing uh, probably nine years old, eight years old in that range. I was playing soccer and a girl was on my team. Very common, right? And I had a crush on her. Um, there was two girls. One had a crush on me and I had a crush on another different one. The one who I liked, that we were okay. The one who I didn't like, I was like, oh, it was time during one of the games where she screamed, I love you, Rob Black. And the other team made fun of me. Not good. Not good. No bueno. For the record, I played goalkeeper, so it was pretty easy to uh, stand out like a sore thumb in that situation. But I believed writing a girl's initials in a tree was kind of makes it true. Writing it on paper makes it true. Having it in your head doesn't make it true. A couple things that I wrote down this week. Um, job openings. They're declining. That's good. ADP employment change report. Real GDP growth in second quarter was 2.1% versus 2.4%. Expectations. Unemployment rate in the United States is 3.8%. That's good. Um, so I was writing down things that make for a soft landing. Ultimately, is what it's coming down to. I'm not saying that I'm right. I'm saying it gives me a better reflection on where we are. And I guess what I'm getting at is if you can't write down some ideas, you shouldn't be an investor. This is your money. You work hard for it, right? I hope so. Um, that you're going to take it at least seriously and be able to write some ideas on it. 
Do you, do you, are you, is this making any sense to you? I don't want you to outlive your money. So I don't want you to make silly mistakes. And I think that's the, the thing that kills me the most is sometimes I see people's strategy and I'm like, do you ever know what you're like? Can you see what you're talking about? Can you look at your own perspective? I have no interest in memes, interest in a company that's on a decline. Uh-uh. Nope. None. Zip. Zilch. I have no interest in risky countries. So every now and then I'll get an email from someone like, oh, what do you think about investing in the Iraqi dinar? I'm like, did you ask me for dinner, an Iraqi dinner? As a joke? And they're like, no, their currency, the dinar. Now that Saddam Hussein is dead, uh, the currency is going to go up. Oh, boy. It's not exactly how it works. So, and I even try to check professionals who sometimes get out of line um, and start going in over their skis, so to speak. I don't want you out living your retirement, so I don't want you to do stupid things. Uh, GameStop is a video game store, right? They're going to be out of business in five years. Why would you play that 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 idea? Now, if they're not, they had a CEO pulled off miracles. Miracles are pretty rare, according to the life that I live. Do they happen? Sure. But every video game I've bought in the last 10 years has been from an online store. Not one have I gone, hey, son, do you want a new Madden 24? Let's go down to the GameStop and pick one up. And if I did, I'd go to Best Buy because I have a rewards card with Best Buy. You see where I'm going at with this? Um, I get why people are going after cryptocurrency, and I get that most of them are going to lose bigly. <clears throat> Saw a billionaire talking about that yesterday, and he's a billionaire investor, just for the record. One of the things he was talking about is, you know, we could all go for turnaround companies. Sure, I get it. But it hurts when the meme stock craze. There's a new movie on the meme. Uh, Stupid Investors. I think that's the name of the movie, right? Dumb Money. Was it Dumb Money? Let me see now that I brought it up. <clears throat> yeah, it's called Dumb Money. People are asking, well, I see it. And I'm like, probably not. You know, maybe one night on HBO or something like that. But... It's got an all-star cast. And I get the feeling they're going to turn the main characters into like geniuses. Even though most people who followed their advice made money and then lost it quickly. GameStop has a lot of stress in it. I'm not thinking... <clears throat> that my next round of success for, for my children's round of success in life, hey, you should find stocks that don't look very good financially and bet on them. Are there economic lessons in it? Absolutely. 
COVID was integral to the story. It was a catalyst of what was happening to the disenfranchised and the alienation the world was putting on people. So, yeah, I, some people were getting checks from the government and saying, you know, might as well gamble with it, which is tragic. I read that after the big hurricanes in New Orleans, that when the government was giving out payment citizens, that the riverboat gamblers, uh, the boats on the Mississippi, all did very, very well that month. Record numbers. Because when a hurricane disenfranchises you, takes your home, takes your life, your family's life, destroys all your properties, your life possessions, you become disenfranchised. One. You feel alienated. You feel alone. COVID did the same thing. I think COVID's more of the meme story than, you know, the rise of AMC and the fall of AMC. So, I don't know. I, I think the segment here is to talk to people about try not to be a disenfranchised. I believe in the stock market, SP 500. You know why? Because I've looked at a chart of a hundred years of it. I've seen it go through World War One and World War Two. I've seen it go through Ebola. I've seen it go through COVID. I've seen it go through Republicans and Democrats. I've seen nuclear strikes, presidentials assassinated. I'm not disenfranchised. I find a lot of life in that. It works over a long period of time. I'm Rob Black. Visit the Rob Black Show online at robblackshow.com. Listen to archived podcasts, market updates, and information from EP Wealth's certified financial planners online at robblackshow.com. One of the things I wish I could have done differently in life would have been maybe to start a family earlier. But I started a career and I, I maxed out my career and my hours early. So that didn't really happen. I look at young grandparents with a little bit of jealousy because I probably, hopefully I'll be around for a grandchild, but I'm not going to be around for a grandchild to get old. To do one of those family reunions where we've got four generations on the beach. Um, And that's what I would call a roadmap, which is kind of the important thing of this segment. I wish I would have started investing earlier. I wish my father would have pulled me aside and said, this is how the stock market works or doesn't work. I don't think he gave me much advice on money. I do know at one point in time, he told me Fannie Mae was a good investment. Now Fannie Mae's gone. But for a long period of time, they were a government-sponsored entity, a GSE who would lend money to essentially mortgage companies. It's a little bit more complicated than that. But they were funding the housing boom in the United States. And something happened in the 1970s where women's rights started happening. And women went to work and we talked about equal pay and society started evolving, right? I think it's that simple, but 
people started buying bigger homes. So a company that had like a government mandate to make a little bit of profit, not a lot of profit. But basically, they were securitizing the home buying process in the United States. My dad was right on that one. Until you get Wall Street involved and they start repackaging loans. And they, they collapsed in the early 2000s. Government-sponsored entities, let me give you another example. A company that I made my first million on was um, a company called Network Solutions. And it was a government-sponsored entity that registered domain names for the internet. Um, in 1996, rawblack.com was owned by a porn producer. True story. He wasn't just a porn producer. He was a porn producer that eventually gets on 20 Minutes or what's the one? Not 20 Minutes. <laughs> That's the short attention span theater, right? 60 Minutes. As He's not a very nice guy. Like He got arrested and sent to jail for um, using underage talent. It's the only way I could say that without getting into trouble. And his website, which is now my website, um, sold really, um, we'll just call them toys. I kept logging in daily to see if he forgot to sign up, to re-sign up. Because back then, people were signing up for like a year on website domains. So there was a day that he didn't get it, and it was open. And I'm like, yep, I'm going to Network Solutions right now because they were the only shop in town for about five years that could register domain names. And that government-sponsored entity made a lot of money because there was no competition. So I started this segment by talking about a roadmap, and somehow I'm talking about that. And yes, young actresses would send me emails about how they could break into the business. Um, and for the, I'm not going to, I'm just going to drop it because I'm going down a rabbit hole here, but having a roadmap is really, really important. And earlier in the show, I was talking about, I believe in wall street. I believe it's a form of capitalism. Um, you know, what politician was it said democracy? Um, it's the, it's the greatest political system. And the rest all stink, eh, or the rest democracy stinks. But compared to the rest, it's the best. I think capitalism is fine. Again, do I understand that society needs to be more socially minded? Yes, absolutely. I'm not writing the rules; I'm playing by them. Um, my dad died of cancer, and there was a period of time where I owned Philip Morris International for income. Seems weird, right? Um, I think he would have been proud that I understood that. But now I'm digressing into my daddy issues. I think it's important that you have a roadmap that says your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, your 50s. I used to run about 30 to 40 miles a week. I don't anymore. Uh, I'm not doing long walks, hikes, light runs. But when you're a distance runner... Doing a six-mile run in 90-degree heat is tough. 
So the way I would break it down is I'm going to like, okay, I'm going to look at the half mile mark, mile mark, mile and a half, the two mile, the two and a half, three, three and a half, four, four and a half, five, five and a half, six. And my brothers were all distance runners. And we as a family all did marathons once or twice in our life to say that we did and to get bragging rights at the holidays. I think distance running is a lot like investing. You have to have a roadmap. You have to know when you're in your final mile. You have to know when you've hit that two mile point peak where you're and you're starting to run on something totally different. There's a period of time in a marathon and that's a long run right around mile 20, where you're now starting to burn. You're no longer burning sugars or carbs. You're burning muscle. And it's the part of the run that smells disgusting when you're around other runners who are all, all just burning off muscle. I, I, I think that happens. Like I, I, I get it. Um, so in your 401k, I've asked my, every producer that I've worked with at radio and radio doesn't pay a ton of money. But I always say you need to save for retirement. I'm trying to be a father figure. And interestingly, they've always been young men. I've never had a female producer. I don't know why that is. Oh, no, 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 I did. I did have one. And uh, she lives with her parents in Nevada. Um, career lifer. Her her roadmap is to, uh, is to make enough money to pay for beer and food and eventually inherit her parents' house. It's a plan. It's a roadmap. My roadmap was I wanted to work till about 35 and then spend the rest of my life on this planet with the, the love of my life. That didn't work out. But for me, starting in my 20s investing in my teens was part of the whole work to 35. So my 401k literally has gone from I'd see statements of like $5,000. Then it would be up to 10000 a few years later. Then 10 years later, it's up to 100000 Then two hundred. Oh, the market just had a great three-year run. Then it's like six hundred. Now I'm well over a million in my 401k. But what's interesting that that was going to be my supplemental income to my supplemental income. That was going to what Social Security didn't cover, Social um what social security didn't cover in my retirement years, my 401k would. And along the way I had some extra money and I built long-term positions because of the roadmap. It's not lost on me that I own Apple and Microsoft and that they may not be dominant players in 10, 15, 20 years from now. Cause you know why HP was once a dominant player. Dell was once a dominant player. Like tech stocks, Digital equipment was a big tech company. The road to tech nirvana is littered with with has-beens. There was a period in the early 2000s where there was a company called Palm. Called Palm. They had what was called a Palm Pilot. And if you want to, millennials, if you want to get a kick today, go go YouTube it. And take a look at this technology. It was it was the Apple phone before the Apple phone. 
but they never really got any phone carriers believing that. So you'd have to use the internet. And like, I, I once went on a date in the early 2000s where the girl pulled out her palm and she goes, what do you want to eat? I go, I don't know. You pick. She pulls out her palm pilot and says, well, let's take a look at the five-star reviews or the four-star reviews. And she downloaded a fresh menu guide, a uh, fresh restaurant guide onto her palm. And we made our decision based off that. Palm could have been all that in a bucket of chicken, but they didn't have Steve Jobs. So Tim Cook somehow has done more for Apple than Steve Jobs ever did. I'm getting worried. Tim Cook's eventually going to leave. He's getting old. I want to see a new management team starting to be put into place. Because I don't want them to become the next Palm Pilot. Or the next Gateway. Or the next HP, Hewlett Packard. Hewlett Packard was the king of technology. They were world re- uh, admired. And then they weren't. So you have to have a roadmap where it ends with you being 16 retiring or 65 and retiring or 65 and kind of down. Whatever it is, writing stuff down makes it true. How much do you want to get into your 401k? How long do you want to put it in there? You put in some market assumptions of 8 to 10%. I'm fine with that. They may be wrong. You may go off road on occasion, but you got to have a plan. It's super important in life. Some things I wish I could go back on. I wish I could have got married in my 20s to the love of my life, but I didn't. I wish I could go back and put more money in the market, but I can't. But what you can do is do a roadmap going forward and try to stay on it. Gotta write stuff down. It's so important. I'm Rob Black. Questions about Social Security? Check out the Social Security Retirement Guide at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. I like snarky writing. Lauren Bobert is kind of in some hot water for her recent actions at a Beetlejuice show, which who knew there was a Beetlejuice musical? But if you say Bobert three times, she 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 comes out of her hiding. I like writers who write like that. The writer strike has me thinking. Like I I just come public. This whole Drew Barrymore Bill Maher thing. Makes people question unions or like, how far do we want to stick with this? And how, what do we believe in? For Bill Maher to come out compassionately and say he feels bad that, you know, 95% of his staff are not writers and they're all out of a job waiting for the writers to get their, their deal struck. He was happy to cancel the show for four months. Um, but as it's dragged on, he's feeling bad for the rest of his staff and he wants to get them back to work. I get that kind of argument. I love that kind of argument. It really makes you start thinking, right? I understand solidarity. I understand the writers have legitimate beefs. I get all that. Um, but like the auto union going on strike. How about the car dealerships? How about the car salespeople? How about the spouses of those people? Um, I like it when Clarence Thomas does something ridiculous like um, takes money from rich billionaires. You're like, I wonder if justice is bought. Because like, isn't that one of the tenets we grow up on? Justice is blind. But I like Americans saying, wait, wait, how many Supreme Court justices are there? I like when controversy happens and America starts thinking, like, what do we need to know about this situation? I don't know if you're picking up what I'm putting down there. <laughs> um, 
but I like a good conversation on occasion is what I'm coming, what it's coming down to. I don't want you to outlive your retirement savings. That's key for me. One of the things that are going to be part of your retirement savings is going to be social security. Hopefully we, we expect it. A lot of terms with uh, social security. If you do one thing for me this weekend and I'll ask my producer, young man, to do this too and go to ssa.gov and see your social security report i've got a friend whose wife takes money under the table she works kind of like as a janitor at churches and she'll find doctor's offices to clean up their homes and she's not paying taxes on it so the money goes a little further but i'm like you should pull up your your social security and see what you and your wife are are doing or you know where you're at and start learning some of the vernacular, the words they're used. What is a spousal benefit? Spousal benefits are designed to provide income for married, sometimes divorced couples, where one spouse earned far more than the other through their lifetime. How much can a spousal benefit be? A spousal benefit? A spousal benefit can be as much as half of the higher earning spouse's full retirement benefits. In other words, if one spouse is eligible for $2,500 a month, if they wait until full retirement age, their spouse would get a benefit of as much as $1,250. You probably didn't know that. As of last month, 1.94 million Americans were collecting Social Security spousal benefits with an average benefit of $890. Like my mom never really had jobs that were W-2. I think she had a couple here and there. We were part of a military family, so we, my dad's job was the military and he would be sent to Turkey. He'd be sent to Greece. He'd be sent to Japan. He'd be sent to Germany. So she didn't really have that. I stay in one location can get a job thing. Are you eligible for a spousal benefit? I think every couple should know this. I think my young producer who has a side gig as a DJ, a business that I, I would imagine sometimes you're not getting a debut to. Sometimes you probably are. But I don't know the business well. And he's not thinking about it now, but I want him to think in 25 years, what am I going to get? Go to ssa.gov. Pull the report. Take a look at it. Read it. It's three pages long. It explains things like what happens if you get disabled? What happens if you die and your kids aren't 18? So if you don't know what spousal benefit is, now you do. And I accomplished at least one thing today. It's always my goal. Just accomplish one thing. There's an article that I pulled up recently that said there are way too many real estate agents. A glut of mediocre realtors is screwing over homeowners. Now, I don't know the writer, so I'm not going to put a lot of value in this. Um, but it is an industry that needs an overhaul. I think we all know people who are serious real estate agents, and we all know some who are part-time real estate agents. There's a low barrier to entry. There's fat commission checks. They're going to lure a lot of people who want to get in as part-timers or career switchers. As of the end of June, there was 1.6 million registered realtors in the United States, or two and a half realtors for every home available. The surplus of agents is bad for the industry. So says the Consumer Federation of America. Who is the Consumer Federation of America? Sounds like maybe a, a federation that might be on Star Trek, right? 
they waste hours dealing with incompetent colleagues as they try to get sales across the finish line. My mortgage lender, Tony Mendez, he has to deal with a lot of real estate agents and he won't, he won't out them on the air. But some of the stories that he tells me, um, her clients one and i get it the national association of realtors has seen its headcount grow by nearly 200,000 since the pandemic started customers grumble over high commissions for subpar service it's a big threat to the industry um just throwing that down there for you that there's a lot of professionals in the world and not just realtors there's a lot of professionals in the world who are, who are average Try to vet people in your life. If you need a good realtor, let me know. I'll find one for you if I can find one for you in your area. If you need a good lender, I'll find one for you. I work with financial planners. And the ones that I know, I know very, very well. And I believe in what they do. And I can find you a certified financial planner that I think gets you through retirement into those social security years and well beyond. Drop me an email at rob at robblackshow.com. For more information about EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.